TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Kordishi. Glad you could join us on this beautiful Saturday morning. Community Matters is the show that comes your way each and every week and keeps you up to date and in touch with many of the great things happening in and around our communities here in the state of Rhode Island in southeastern Massachusetts and in eastern Connecticut. And this morning, it gives us great pleasure to welcome back to the program two gentlemen from Stages of Freedom who will be with us this morning. First of all, let's welcome the co-founder and executive director of Stages of Freedom, Ray Rickman. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Wonderful, and thank you for inviting us. Well, it's wonderful to speak with you again, Ray, and thank you for joining us. And you brought with you your fellow co-founder and program director of Stages of Freedom, Rob Dimmick. Rob, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Scott. Thank you so much for having us back again. We appreciate your support and coverage. Well, we thank you both for joining us. And, you know, Ray or Rob, either one of you can handle this first one. You've been on the show in the past, so some of our listeners might know about Stages of Freedom. But for those who do not, why don't you explain to our listeners exactly what your organization is all about and its mission? Our missions are two. First and foremost is teach low-income African-American youth how to swim. They drown, sadly, five and a half times more often than their white peers. And we do that through a variety of avenues, foundations, corporations, and our wonderful gift shop where all the proceeds pay for swimming lessons at nine partnering YMCAs across the state of Rhode Island. Additionally, within our shop, we have the only African-American museum in Rhode Island that teaches the history of black accomplishments and excellence in Rhode Island. So you talk about the Swim Empowerment Program, and I know there is a new swimming initiative that you wanted to talk about this morning. Can you share oh, that with we're us? we're excited, Scott. Senator Jack Reed has secured funds for us. We are now going to pay for close to 400 low-income youth to join the Y. Wonderful. Now, this is this. Well, it's, it's been a problem. 
you know, the young man, young woman, you know, 10 years old, they go and they learn how to swim. And then three weeks later, it dawns on them. They don't have any place to swim right. because they don't have any Y membership money. And they didn't have swim money. They certainly don't have that. And young people say to me, when can I join the Y? And I said, when you get the money. <laughs> so anyway, we've got the money. Senator Reed has found it, and we're just excited. And our project, we got to go out and find another chunk of money, because this is six-month membership. Mm-hmm. And we start, and we have to keep going. So we'll be looking to some big foundation. Do you know that we now have four billionaires in Rhode Island? And one of them I'm going to approach after the new year and say, would you give us money for 400 kids to go to the Y for the next four years? That's like me asking you, Scott, for five cents to ask one of these billionaires for the money. I'm going to do it. And I'll tell you what, I would venture to guess that one of those billionaires, if not all of them, like myself, probably spent a lot of time in their younger days at the YMCA. I remember so fondly being able to go to the Y to play basketball and to swim in the pool, as you mentioned, and do fun things, athletic things like that at the local YMCA. For me, it was where I grew up in Haverhill, Massachusetts, but I can certainly relate to this. I can't even imagine what this is going to mean to the kids, the 400 kids that you're going to present these memberships to. They're going to be thrilled. Yeah, but again, every good deed causes trouble because uh, this is for one child to join, and their older brother or sister is going to say, how about me? Right. And then there we are where we've been for the last seven years, unable to provide for the child you know, partially in our care, learning how to swim. So our work is laid out. We got a $5 donation recently during uh, Giving Tuesday, and then we found out it was from a 10-year-old. You talk about the excitement, you know? (laughs) If it comes from an adult, I wouldn't be all that excited because you got to process it. But $5 and up, we're always looking for donations. Well, Ray, I'm glad you brought that up. And, Rob, maybe you want to expand on this. You talked about how the museum and the proceeds you generate uh, through the gift shop to help you fund the Swim Empowerment Program. But you do accept general donations. How are some other ways that people can help, you know, your organization, be it financially or otherwise? Well, the shop, which is probably 70% books and the rest art, collectibles, vintage items, the entire shop is filled with items that have been donated by people who understand our mission and want to support it. At this point, very particular about what we're receiving. When we first opened, it was a problem because people were driving up with truckloads of wonderful things, but we don't have the space for all of them. Anything we don't use, we find a home for elsewhere. So that's another way people can donate. They can email me at stagesoffreedom at AOL.com if they have things they would like to donate. And they get a letter for their taxes. And I can't tell you how exciting it is. You know, man walked in with Steinbeck's, you know, worth thousands of dollars. But a man came the other day with 200 sailing books. And they're only worth $10 a piece, and they're a lot of trouble because it's going to take three years to sell them. But we found the book dealer, you know, give us five bucks a book. And out the door they went. We kept the $100 one in the lot. So anything that people think is interesting We'd love to talk to them. And then if they have their grandfather's five Mark Twain books on the shelf and they're about to go to Laurel Mead or someplace and they want to donate them, you have to remember, you can have a Mark Twain worth $5,000 and that's 50 swimming lessons. 
Right. And you want to talk about the joy that would bring us, and then, of course, the six, seven, ten-year-old youth. Yeah, we don't just sell um, in the shop. We A lot of the you know, really valuable items go to auction. We've been doing that for seven years. So we've sent things to Doyle, to Bonham, Skinner, Southabees, and Swan. And so people across the country, in many cases perhaps the world, are supporting our cause by buying these things. The other thing that we would love people to donate if they have them are items relevant to Rhode Island Black History that can go into our museum. Right. So a woman from out of Providence gave us a chair, and we're going to put it online so people can see it after Christmas. A black enslaved person made it for her great-great-great-great-slave-owning grandfather, and they had it in the closet for the last 50 years, and they wanted to get it out. And it's fascinating. We have to keep it. It's kind of a Rhode Island item because it's yep. been here 50 years, came from North Carolina, and it's been in South County for 50 years. But you talk about fascinating because this is what we try to teach with history. We're all linked to the good and the bad. Seriously. Yep. And she's prosperous based on him being a slaveholder. So it's fascinating. And this chair, ah, talking about the skill to build it. And oh, built for a child. It's a child's chair. It's a story. Wow. We're talking to Ray Rickman and Rob Dimmick from Stages of Freedom. For more information on their organization, the website is stagesoffreedom.org. Gentlemen, you guys run so many great programs like Disappearing Inc. and Frederick Douglass in Rhode Island, Walking Tours. And I know there's a few that you'd like to talk about this morning as well. First of all, tell us a little bit about the Zora Neale Hurston Luncheon with Performance. What is this? What is it all about? our annual Black Culinary Arts Extravaganza. It is a full-course dinner held this year at Central Congregational Church. The meal itself has been donated by Morin's Catering. The foremost caterer in Rhode Island and a tremendous supporter of our work at Stages of Freedom. And every year there is a theme, and this year, following a wonderful book that's been published about Zora Neale Hurston and foodways in the South, an extraordinary actress, Wanda Shell, who has embodied Zora Neale Hurston for probably 30 years at this point, will greet um, our guests as they arrive and then um, basically put on a performance of Zora Neale Hurston's life and work. And connect it to African-American food and to the new book. And again, this is us trying to educate the community. We'll have a fabulous video made of it. And so a couple hundred people will come to the lunch, we hope, and pay their $95. And then a couple thousand will see it on the website, and then we'll have it there for a little bit of ever, uh, mainly with her performing as the famous five-hour annual Harlem Renaissance uh, Zora Neale Hurston writer. You know, again, you know, I, I listen to myself sometimes. <laughs> I get very excited about our work. And that's why I continue to do it. You sit there in that room with those 200 people, they're mesmerized because Zora Hurston died in 1961, mm -hmm. but she's not dead. And the event serves two purposes. One, it's our major fundraiser for swim empowerment. But two, it opens the kitchen door, shall we say, to how Africans and African-Americans have used food to build community. And so it is really a, uh, a community-building experience, an opportunity to bring black and white people together in a, a sort of celebratory space, using food as a way to, to break bread. Sure. You also have a drive that will be running from now through January 10th entitled the Ain't Too Proud to Beg Raffle and Donation Drive. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about that. So, you know, I'm a Motown person, ex-Detroiter, crazy about uh, the Supremes and, of course, Temptations and everybody else. 
And Lynn Singleton, who runs PPAC, has given us uh, tickets. And we use these to get attention and hopefully sometimes to raise money. When we had tickets for Hamilton, we raised thousands. <laughs> uh, we won't raise thousands this time. But people have a chance. I think it's $30 to win two tickets that are worth 180 And, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, two dozen people will bid and only two will win. And the rest have to see it as a donation, which shouldn't break anybody's bank, I hope. But it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. I don't know what's going to happen this time, but on occasion, people had something special beyond the performance when they were there at PPAC. So I'm not making any promises. But this is the Broadway play of The Temptations, you know, one of the leading Motown groups. I don't have to hype it. The tickets are 90% sold out. So if we're lucky, in a week or two, it'll be the only way to get a ticket. And people can get involved with us by sending us their email, puts them in our listserv. Yep. And that email should be sent to stagesoffreedom at AOL.com. Now, again, maybe I'm showing my age or hopefully my youth here, and I'm not very young, but I also remember a song from my youth from TLC entitled Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Now, was that was that a remake of the Temptation song, or is it completely different? Tell me what year that is. I think I want to say it was like in the mid-90s, 1993, 94, yeah. that area. Yeah, so that's a remake. That song's been covered eight, nine times. Wow. You know, successfully when it got out and got on an album. It's big. I think I read the other day that Diana Ross has had 33 of her songs that were hits for someone else. Yep. Those Motown sounds, Marvin Gaye, all those people have all been covered big time. Yes. Well, speaking of, of Motown and great African-American uh, singers slash songwriters slash musicians, in your uh, edition of Connected Today, you reference Nat King Cole. And I suppose yes. that is very appropriate given that we are... Uh, about to celebrate the Christmas holiday and, and the holiday season here because obviously the Christmas song is about as good as it gets. It is as good as it gets. And Matt King Cole, I always like to tell people this. I was a kid when he died, and my mother sat there on the couch and cried for an hour. I thought he was a first cousin. You know, uh, you talk about a, a fabulous human being, and I'm just thrilled that his song has got to be one of the top three Christmas songs of all time. Uh, and But, you know, let, let me hype uh, Rob here for a second. He does this uh, e-blast every morning. Uh, I go into work and I look at it at 745. It comes to uh, 12,000 people, including me. And, you know, I go to make sure it comes like it's set to do. And every morning, maybe one out of 10 days, I know what's coming. The other nine, I don't. And this morning, again, was fabulous. Now, there are two things there. There's there's Nat King Cole, 90% of the people will know about him, yep. and they get to listen to him and all of that. And then this famous sculptor who has died and left us that 99% of people don't know about. And that's Stages of Freedom, educating people about black history. Yeah, Richard Hunt an artist who found national acclaim with his abstract metal sculptures, recently passed away at his home in Chicago just a few days ago, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're reading The Times, you get that. And The Globe, every once in a while you get it. And The Journal, you don't get it at all. I'm not criticizing The Journal. It just doesn't cover uh, black life 
to that extent. And we do five days a week. There is something in that e-blast that you go, wow, this is fabulous. In talking about the reach of black life, you know, Ray mentions his mother weeping when Nat King Cole died. I, as a white man, my father broke down and cried the day Nat King Cole died, and also he stopped smoking on the spot because we lost uh, Nat King Cole to lung cancer. But Nat King Cole really reached across the racial divide using not only music, but his extraordinary elegance um, as a human being to connect us all. And the Christmas song, which Mel Torme wrote, was really put on the map by Nat King Cole. And interestingly enough, we talked about covering a song. Nat covered it several times through several decades. So it really is a centerpiece of the holidays. Lastly, before we wrap things up this morning, Kwanzaa will be celebrated from December 26th through the 1st of January. Mm -hmm. Could you explain to our listeners, for maybe those of us that aren't familiar with the traditions of Kwanzaa, what it's all about and the meaning? So California scholar created Kwanzaa, and, you know, it's for hope. It's got seven-plus purposes, and people should go online and find it. You know, it would take me 10 minutes to explain it, and we'll be pushing Kwanzaa on the 26th. It's a kind of holiday for black folks that has gotten out a little bit beyond the black community. They claim about 10, 12% of black folks celebrate Hansa and 1% of white folks pay attention to it. But it's uplifting and it's an addition to Christmas. You've given me a chance to say to people that they should send us their email and we will put them on the morning e-blast, which I love. There are 12,000 people. It never goes up or down because five people leave every week and five new people come. But it's 12,000 people being educated. And for instance, Kwanzaa will be there. I think we will do multiple Kwanzaas this year. I have to be careful because Rob's the editor of all of that. So (laughs) I can't be very pushy. So, Rob, as, as we wrap things up, the best thing for people to do to learn more about your organization, go to the website, stagesoffreedom.org, or if they want to sign up their email address for your email blast, email you at stagesoffreedom at AOL.com. Is that correct? That is correct. And the website really is an extraordinary resource. It's basically an online museum of uh, just extraordinary videos and research tools, stories, and um, again, a bridge to connect all of us. And I'd be remiss, our board chair say, you weren't very direct when she hears this. (laughs) Uh, If anyone wants to donate, particularly for the SWIM program, uh, they should feel free to do so. Go to the donate button and donate. We just love donations. Love, love, love. And we're about, you know, I don't know, 90% funded. Anytime we get fully funded for a six-month period, we put the rest in our endowment. We have a Mary Fox endowment that's sitting at about $98,000. And the reason we need this endowment is one day we will not be here. And we want the SWIM program to be able to go forward at the Rhode Island Foundation, and we want the nine wise to be able to send a note, email, letter over there and say, give me some of that Mary Fox endowment money. (laughs) Well, Ray, Rob, thank you both for all that you do for Stages of Freedom, and thank you for joining us on the show, and happy holidays to both of you. Really appreciate the time once again. Thank you for being so kind to us. Seriously, thank you both. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
I just want to compliment your sidekick, Laura, who's absolutely wonderful. Her enthusiasm and her vision and her professionalism are just extraordinary. So you're a wonderful team, and we thank you both. And have thank a terrific you. holiday and a fabulous new year. Same to you. Laura is the best. I can second that notion. I want to end with just the very end of Dylan Thomas's beautiful A Child's Christmas in Wales. Looking through my bedroom window out into the moonlight and the unending smoke-colored snow, I could see the lights in the windows of all the other houses on our hills and hear the music rising from them up the long, steadily falling night. I turned the gas down. I got into bed. I said some words to the cloth and holy darkness. And then I slept. Thanks so much, Rob Dimmick and Ray Rickman and from Stages of Freedom, our guests this morning on Community Matters. My thanks to Ray and Rob. Thanks to my great producer, Laura Minicucci. And most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in this morning. My name is Scott Credici. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy holidays. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Cordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 